Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Worlds in Characters by your favorite, non-favorite writer, Anthony Wolf. And it's funny how I made a joke last time about saying writer and or writer differently every single time, and yet again, I do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil what this is about. Uh, guys, so let's just dive right into the episode because I think I will be speaking for quite a long time. So, I've just finished watching Friends. Big deal, huh? Uh, we are in 2021, Friends finished in 2004, and uh, I'm whooping... How many years are, are they? Uh, they? They're definitely more than 10 years late. Uh, more than 16 years late. 17. There we go. I'm very bad at maths. <laughs> uh, I'm 16 years late to the season finale. And actually, more than that, uh, 27 years late compared to when this, the, the, the series began. Um, but I, I had watched How I Met Your Mother and everybody was always talking about how Friends was so similar, how Friends was so great. But I never watched it before until my little sister... Uh, forced me to start it over the Christmas holidays uh, this this year. And uh, so I decided to binge watch it in like three weeks because it's just so damn good. Um, so I just watched the heartbreaking ending uh, <laughs> that, uh, uh, that, that they chose for the show. And I'm here to talk to you about why I think I loved Friends this much and why I think everybody loved Friends this much. And uh, you'd be surprised to know that everything about Friends and its success probably lies in masterful writing and uh, great storytelling techniques. So yeah, I'm not going to get all boring about why Friends works and all that, because in the past 20 years or so, I'm sure someone else did that pretty well and much better than I could ever do. Um, but here's what I think. When I think about, you, you know, uh, this is something we haven't talked about in the first season with all that storytelling theory, but uh, one of the ways to make your characters relatable is to give them some visible er, and human flaws. And uh, if you think about it, everybody in the cast of Friends, every single character, has some kind of, um, of a flaw that is so adorable and so relatable that uh, you, you just want to care about her. Uh, um, about her, about them, sorry. Ross is a nerd, <laughs> and everybody makes fun of him because of that. Uh, Chandler is sarcastic, but he also has some issues with uh, some family issues, and uh, he's also had some girl, some you know uh, issues, you know, talking to the other sex. Um, Phoebe is a bit silly, and Joey is a bit weird too. Is a bit silly himself, and uh, then you have Monica, who's actually this uh, obsessive um, cleaner, and uh, she she cares for everything to be clean at all times and uh, and perfectly organized and uh, and and then there's Rachel who's uh, you know loves fashion loves uh, uh, loves messing around and all that kind of stuff but she's also she also has a, a very nice and golden heart um, and and the thing is all of these characters have something that probably we or a lot of people have 
in, in, in themselves. And so they can see themselves on the screen. All of us know someone who's just uh, as obsessed with um, cleaning everything and being completely organized like Monica is. My girlfriend is like that. And I love her because of that. Um, and, and so... Even though, even if we don't see ourselves into these characters, maybe we know someone that resembles these characters, and uh, so we find them relatable. We find them, we we find them warm. It's like we know them, and so this helps because they feel completely human. They have their wants, they have their desires, they have what they want in life, and so again we come back to the thing about wants and desires, and uh, also they're funny. They're extremely funny, of course, and that's what keeps you watching the show because it's just so damn hilarious to to watch all of that. But yeah, you know. If you go past um, how funny they all are, you can also see how deep they all are in terms of in terms of how they were developed as characters. And in season nine, for example, or in season eight, I don't remember right now off the bat, but um, there was one of these last seasons in which Joey was developed much more than in the other seasons, and you could really see that side of him, that human side of him, that makes him so adorable, and you could actually see it coming from all the other season in which he hugs uh, his best friends and uh, he cares about his best friends and would go out of his way to make them happy. And so these characters all work. But it's not just that. Of course, the writers knew what they were doing when they were writing this show. They, they are obviously excellent writers and authors and uh, they managed to keep things you know, balanced uh, and give you little snippets here and there, little little bits of plot, little bits of story here and there that were deeply connected with each character's personality and that kept you watching until the end. This is, uh, well, it's, it's really a very common technique in TV and television shows um, in which you have an overarching plot for or overarching character development and you know where your character is supposed to be going, but you just... Uh, build around that and you expand that in every single episode until the personality of that character and and the voyage and the, the adventure, the journey of that character is completely clear to the audience and to you. Um, this is the case for Chandler and Monica. They find themselves as they go and they grow together as characters and uh, they also grow as uh, as people and they get into adulthood and they get on with their lives at the end of the show um same goes for joy he gradually finds maturity and uh, you you do get a sense that at the end of the show he is kind of willing to get on a serious rela relationship after what he's been through in the past two or three seasons um phoebe finds her own life and so on and so forth i don't need to i don't need to remind you exactly what happens but uh, the thing is, this series was so captivating and it was so compelling and it was so great to watch because all of the characters were extremely and deeply relatable. I think I'm, in terms of how I try to make things funny when I'm, when I'm uh, in tension, I think I'm more like Chandler. Uh, but I'm also Ross in terms of how I look for meaningful relationships. Uh, and, uh, and I'm also Monica when I, you know, organize my books in alphabetical order, for example. And I'm also a bit joy when, uh, you know, when I care for my friends so much, when, I'm, when I try to be as loyal as I can. Of course, I'm not 
the best person there, that can be on this planet. Uh, but uh, seeing those flaws and those good sides of these characters on screen makes them so powerful, so relatable, that you don't want to let them go. And in fact, now I'm filled with a sense of emptiness that I think it's not going to go away for a very long time, even though it only took me around a month to actually watch the entire series. With that said, uh, and just to wrap this up, I do not think that Friends is perfect. If I had to be, or if I had to try to be objective, um, looking at the whole series, <clears throat> there were a few points in which the choices from the authors did not make a lot of sense for the characters, or they, um, they, they felt like they were forced a little bit. Uh, for example, spoiler alert, when uh, Rachel gets pregnant, you, are not, you don't see that coming, and everything else in the show is so, works so perfectly because you can see it coming. Um, if you look closely at Chandler and Monica, you can see that there is a little spark and there's something will happen at some point, or it's likely to happen. So you are surprised when they are actually shown in bed together. But it makes sense. Whereas for Ross and Rachel, sleeping together again, there was no hint of that whatsoever. And so that, that whole premise of Rachel getting pregnant wasn't... I mean, I, I did feel it a bit forced. Um, some may argue that Joy and Rachel should have never gotten together and they shouldn't have even been the idea because Joy is just so loyal. But I, but, I mean... Um, I tend to disagree on that. I mean, if, if Joy fell in love with Rachel, then, you know, it, it just happened. It's just, uh, yeah. And then, of course, the 10th season may seem a bit rushed to some. A lot of things happen, and uh, it's nice that they happen in that way, but it feels like an extra season would have been perfect, or at least, you know, uh, 10 more episodes would have been perfect to wrap things up in the most perfect way possible. Um, that said... Even though it has its flaws, I am pretty sure that Friends has just become one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Now, I could ramble on for hours about Friends and why it's beautiful and why uh, it's about embracing adulthood and uh, embracing new choices and a new life and new beginnings and all that, but I think we can call it a day. Uh, maybe it's something for a later episode, who knows. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you did, please let me know. You can find me on socials as Anthony L. Wolf, and I'm mostly active on Twitter and Instagram. Um, mostly on Instagram lately. And you can also find me on anthonywolfwriter.com where I sometimes pop in and uh, write a few things just to get them out of my system. Uh, you can also find me on Medium and Spotify and all that, uh, but uh, you, you'll find all the relevant links or my, on my website. Um, so if you did like this episode, please subscribe to the rest of the show. If you didn't, please do get in touch and let me know because I do love constructive feedback and I'd like to improve this show more and more as we move along. So... Um, with, I still don't know what I'm going to talk about in the next episode. I guess we're going to find out. But uh, until next time, guys, thank you so much. See you and keep writing.